Yo, today's QOD is, I'd rather die trying to make a difference and not succeed than not try at all. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Jay Shetty, author of Think Like a Monk, making his debut on the show today. He's going to share a couple of the most important things that you can overcome. The voice of your ego and the perceptions of others. Here's Jay. The third thing I wanted to share with you, the third theme is how overcoming failure or even life in general for this whole process is an inner journey. And I'll explain what I mean by that. One of our biggest challenges with failures is that we start worrying about others' approval and validation. How many of you feel that way, right? Be honest, how many of you feel that way, right? We all feel that way, that we're worried about breaking the mold because of what people would say. We're worried about taking a risk because we don't know how someone's going to react, right? Last week, I was doing a Facebook Live Q&A, and I was asked a conversation. We had about 2,000 people joining in for about half an hour. And one of them asked me this question, and it stayed with me ever since I did it. And they asked me this question. They said, what's the most difficult thing you've ever overcome in life? Right? What's the most difficult thing you've ever overcome in life? Through my head ran sports injuries, ran health challenges, ran emotional challenges. You know, all these different thoughts ran through my head. And then this answer came to me. And the answer came to me and I said to myself, it's not even something I've overcome, but I felt it was the right thing to share. I said that one of the most important things or one of the most difficult things that any of us can overcome, and I haven't overcome it, is living for the perception of others. That's actually one of the most difficult things we can overcome. When we forego the voice of our ego and tune into the voice of our intuition, right? A voice of our ego says, what will people say? The voice of our ego says, what if you don't make it? The voice of our ego says, this part will be safer. This path is better trodden on. And the voice of our intuition is saying, but you don't love that, you love this. This is your heart's calling. This is what's gonna make you happy every day. This, if you can make this work, it will be phenomenal. And that's why I always remind myself, and I've been saying this to myself for years, when I've done jobs I didn't like, when I've done jobs that were okay, and I've done jobs that were, I always said to myself, I'd rather die trying to make a difference and not succeed than don't try at all. It's always been a mantra I've repeated to myself. I'd rather die trying to make a difference and not succeed than not try at all. Because what's exciting is the journey of every day growing and becoming the person I think I need to be to attract the goal that I want. That's more exciting to me than even reaching that goal. Believing every day that it's possible, believing that it's possible, looking at that limitless possibility and working in that way. Therefore, a lot of the challenges we have are simply to give us responsibility for the success that we're about to take on, right? Pressure creates diamonds, right? Pressure creates diamonds. It's not possible to have these beautiful diamonds without pressure. And therefore, for all of us, there's different ways that we'll be pressurized in our inner journey. But learning that it's an inner journey is extremely open, uh, important. And what I mean by that is foregoing the perception of others. I'll give an example from a corporate environment. There was a CEO of a very large car manufacturer. And he was known to be extremely successful, very productive, very effective. But the one thing he was failing at is that his employees really didn't like working for him because he worked late. How many of you feel that way? 
Oh, perfect. That's good. So no one here finishes late. All everyone's managers are in the room. Uh, whichever, whichever way you want to take it, it's up to you, right? It's up to you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so that was one of his challenges, that his, his employees hated work for him because they all left late because of him. He used to work till 10 p.m. every evening, so they would leave just after him. True story, right? They used to leave just after him. So one of his uh, assistants, she came and said this to him. She said, you know, morale's a bit down. Everyone's struggling at work. You know, we're losing a few people. A few people are quitting their work. You know, people, they're not well. They don't feel like their health is being taken care of. They're not spending enough time with their families. You really need to consider this. He said, okay, leave it with me. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. From the next week, on a Monday, this gentleman, who left at 10 p.m. every night, got up out of his desk at 6 p.m. He packed his bags, switched off his computer, left the office, jumped into his car, and all the employees at this time are like peeking out the window, you know, just like making sure, like figuring out where is this guy going. He pulls into his beautiful car, pulls out, and drives away from the building. It was the first time it had ever happened at 6 p.m. They all decided to wait till 7 p.m. before they left. <laughs> they waited, and they left. On Tuesday, the same thing happened. They looked out the window again. He left at 6 p.m. again. This time they waited till 6.45, and they left. They did the same thing, and this happened for three months, where he left at 6 p.m. every day. Three months later, his assistant, who made him aware of this challenge, she came back to him and she said to him, I'm really confused about something. She said, you've been leaving four hours earlier every single day, but you're not behind on your calls, you're not behind on your emails, and you're still performing at the same level, if not better, than when you were leaving on time. And she said, how, how are you managing to do this? Are you working at home? Well, how are you managing this? And he said, let me tell you something interesting. He said, every day, I get into my car at 6 p.m., I drive out, he said, I take a drive for an hour. He said, I take that drive, I listen to music, I re-energize. He said, I sometimes go for a bit of a walk at the park as well. He said, I come back fresher at 7 p.m. and I work for three more hours. And he said, if it helps them knowing that I've left at 6 p.m. so that they can have a better life and have the values that they want and value what they want to give their time to, that doesn't mean I've got to give up what I value my time to. He said, I love my work. I love being here till 10 p.m. I'm extremely ambitious. I love being here but they should also love being where they are. And that to me is an incredible example of how someone actually lives foregoing the perception of others. Even though he changed his own life to help other people, they'll never perceive him that way. They just think he's changed his mind and he goes home early. They don't realize the struggle that he's putting in. And that's what I've realized. Whether you're putting in struggle or sacrifice, never look for the validation or approval of others to validate that sacrifice or that struggle because they don't need to understand anyway. It's always been your inner journey. It's always been part of your inner growth. And I remember when I made the decision to become a monk after business school, all my friends were like, what the hell are you doing, right? We just finished, and everyone was going off to work at Goldman Sachs and different banks and consulting firms, etc. I think a few people came to Google as well. And they all said to me, they said, they said, what do you mean you're becoming a monk? Like, what does that mean? Like, who graduates and thinks about that? And I remember having to detach. And when I reflect, and I'd love for you to do this, reflect on some of the best decisions you've made on your life. Ask yourself, what decision did you make? What did people say about it? And what was going on in your mind? I've learned through doing that exercise, it's a much longer exercise, it can take days, and we do it in our coaching exercises. I've learned that the best decisions in my life have been the biggest risks. Everyone's disagreed with me, but I've been hell-bent on making it happen. And so now, when I see an opportunity like that, I do it. Because I've realized that that's the pattern of the philosophy of my life. When I make decisions that are big risks, no one agrees with me, and it doesn't fit with what society is saying, those work out to be my best decisions in life. And I'm not saying that that's your pattern. I'm saying that you have a pattern and a rhythm as well. 
and it's part of your journey to find it. That was Jay Shetty. His website is jshetty.me. You can watch today's entire talk. I think it's about an hour long on the YouTube. It is called Jay Shetty. There's no such thing as an overnight success talks at Google. Hey, pick up my free ebook, Money Mindset Made Simple, at moneymindsetmadesimple.com. Also, follow me on Instagram at Sean Croxton. If you do have a chance today, it literally takes 25 seconds. Leave a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. I appreciate it so much. And I will see you tomorrow with Dr. Sri Kumar Rao. See you then. Peace. Mm-hmm.